Before we get started, I'd just like to say that this podcast does come with a language warning. It does contain strong language. I remember when my wife was pregnant, I was like, I've got nine siblings. None of us had any rare disease, disability. We've got nieces and nephews. And I there was just something that was like, I wonder if I will. That's Chris again. He's back for part two, starting right now. If you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to it. It's worth it. Trust me. This is Life with Jimmy and Moore, the podcast. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in today. Every two weeks, I talk to dads with children who need a little bit more help, whether it be special needs, disabilities, rare disease, or extra needs. Some dads can feel very alone in this journey, like I did for 11 years. Putting this podcast together and getting it out there to those I hope who need it has only been possible with the support of Chunko, my amazing and supportive rock star wife, Joshua, who made the beautiful music for the show on his iPad. And of course, Jamie. If it wasn't for Jamie, this would not even be here. And you would probably probably listening to something else, another podcast. So thank you, Jamie, for doing this. And thank you for allowing me to help myself, which allows me to help others. It was Logan's birthday just recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just turned ten. So yeah, yeah it's been. Um, I don't know. Logan's life has always been these like peaks and valleys, um, where the second we start like deeply worrying about something, all of a sudden, like the next day, he's like doing it. Like I don't know. Like just something simple. Like he still can't really tie his shoes. Um. He like he's his fine motor and like his he's like got no dexterity for it or the attention span. Um, and I think it was like last year, like his little sister was sitting there tying her shoes and or practicing, and so he sat down and he tied one of his shoes, and I lost it because wow. like a week before we had just been having the conversation, like, like what, like what is this, like why, like what can we do, how can we help him, what can we manage, what do we do, and then he does it, and you're like, oh, what the hell, man, why, where was that? But then he hasn't done it since, so, <laughs> but he's like, he 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 just he he just wanted to show off that one day just to get our hopes up, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's like, you know, it's it's been a hard journey. Um, mm. has so it has ten- always has has like has for you his birthdays have they has it looked different for you have you like for you as 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 the day kind of going forward like dealing with that emotionally kind of has it has it been how's it been for you um yeah his his birthday uh, i i think like for me uh i hated my birthday growing up i like i i remember multiple one well at least one being forgotten and so for me, like the birthdays are like 
my like i'm i'm on like high alert like high energy because that uh-huh. like i never wanted my kids to ever feel the way i'd felt on mine uh-huh. so the birthdays are actually really just a, a fun like relaxing day it's the day-to-day or like the there's like or this the start of school usually it's like the start of school or the end of school or iep meetings those are like those moments where like i get those um it's really difficult it's challenging why is it challenging what's it challenging for you what makes it challenging so it's like the the expectations of what we have versus what the school has or just like the expectations of what we want versus what he's going to be um so you know you want the best and you want your kids to thrive um and then when you're met with like a school year where the teachers are like well he's not he doesn't listen still and he's not reading and he doesn't have this and he doesn't do this and you're like well fuck that was a fun meeting thanks for that like Mm. really left that feeling great um so it's it's like being able to reach his best potential and how we can manage it is really where i struggle the most it's like Mm. i want to be his his best champion and there's times where i don't understand him like you know i understand aspects of him like i have i have severe dyslexia i couldn't read when i was young um so like there's things where i like i'll i understand what he's going through but it's like i i this is my son who i love deeply Mm. but there's stuff he's dealing with or challenges he's facing that like aside from like loving him I don't know what he's feeling or how he's processing it. Um, those are the things I get that really get me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know it's like age wise is where I, I'm aware of it. It's not like his birthday. It's just each age. I'm like, well, geez, like I remember our oldest was doing this or, mm-hmm. you know, his little sister is this is where she's at or his peers. Or so it's like those like age comparisons. Mm-hmm. So and like right now it's like he's so logan is uh he's 10 years old and he's probably about the size of a six or seven year old right okay um and we we joked like um so we had our daughter like super type a talked early like super early like first words were hi and dada like literally looked at me and said hi dada and i was like (laughs) this is amazing <laughs> like, um and I, I i can't remember exactly but i want to say it was at like nine or ten months it was something stupid like wow. and she's she's like a voracious reader like really smart intellectual like like overachiever firstborn right, um, right we got pregnant just before logan um, a month before logan's pregnancy and we had a miscarriage and so um we had logan and it was like he's the miracle baby like he's the mm-hmm. ra- as people call it the rainbow baby like the baby after mi- right. miscarriage and so then he ended up being also our miracle baby um and so we we're like when we found out about noonan syndrome it was like you sit there and you're like well is is it something for my family like it's like Mm. such a stupid thing to think right but like realistically like there's like this like guilt like you're like oh like did i did i do something that caused this is that from me is that a genetic thing for me or Mm. yeah and uh i like i i probably i I don't know if i talked to you about this on on the 
our phone conversation but like this is something like i don't almost ever share i very you know i've never really put words to it but i remember when my wife was pregnant with logan i remember so i actually i nannied for or babysat um a little girl across the street with down syndrome right. um when i was like in high school and the kid next door had dwarfism and so like wow. i was like very aware of the world that like of um just rare diseases and um Special needs some of the disabilities and... around yeah. the world and so like yeah. i I've, I've never had an issue with it i've always loved those kids like the the little girl is still my favorite she i call her a little girl she's like 20 something and she's on <laughs> facebook i think she's like tw she must be like 25 um right. kayla and uh I said, she's got one of the most beautiful, pure joys I've ever met. Like, mm. there is something in her that is just radiates joy. Um, and so she'll like see a picture. I'll post a picture and she'll write awesome on it. And like, <laughs> <I> love it. <laughs> like 15, 20 minutes later, she probably opens up her phone and the pictures back on our newsfeed. And she writes awesome. And she'll do that like 15 to 20 times on the same picture. And I told my wife, I was like, it's one of my favorite things because it's like she looks at things and she just says how she feels. She looks at it and she's just like, oh, that is awesome. That's beautiful. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, I've always had this like good connection with her. And uh, I remember when my wife was pregnant, I was like, I've got nine siblings. None of us had any rare disease, disability. We've got nieces and nephews. And I there was just something that was like, I wonder if I will. Like, will I be the one? And like, maybe that's why I've been around and been prepared for this. And so when we had it, I was like, Paul, why did I have to say that? You idiot. You <laughs> <laughs> moron. Great. You spoke it into existence. Uh, yeah. I, I do, actually, I do remember you kind of mentioning this actually when we were talking. Um, yeah. and you were saying how you, you kind of felt something was like you had a sense or something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, those, those, sometimes those things are so, when they, when it happens, it's just like, oh man, I knew, I knew it. I just knew yeah. it. Don't you? Um, also I appreciate your, uh, your, um, your, uh, telling us about how things played out with the um the child that uh um didn't make it through and um yeah baby peach as she's affectionately right. referred to in the household right um because I got those stories again um are from a from a dad perspective are not they're not talked about either yeah right yeah, that's just, I think like, like I, I don't know what it is about us. Like there's so much that like we all feel it like so like right now, like when you think about your life, like you feel all the emotions that you feel and you you understand them, right? Like, well, not maybe understand them. Sometimes it's a little <laughs> more complex, but like we for whatever reason, we decide that like we're going to hide and pretend that that doesn't exist right it's such mm. a weird thing and like i remember my brother my brother like we we were talking about a miscarriage because we've i've just become pretty open with certain things like mm. just things that need to be spoken out about 
And he randomly throws out that he had had like his uh, girlfriend had had two, uh, two of them, I think. And mm. I was like, dude, what the hell, man? Like yeah. you guys were going through something that's really horrific. And you're just like, yeah, yeah I'm just not going to tell you, which I'm like, what is that about us? <laughs> like, what is wrong with us? I think we it's we're so afraid of it's the scare scared of what like because it's such a it's such a huge thing to happen to us and it's a traumatic thing and to share a traumatic event we we don't quite know we we are processing it. We yeah. are processing it. And the process of us processing it, we're like, if I can't fucking process this, how the hell if I tell someone, how are they going to like be able to kind of deal with that? How What's their response going to be to it? Especially to a, another guy. And I And that is like, that's where a lot of it's all... I feel a lot, of, a lot of it can be kind of in, embedded in because we just we, we're not quite sure whether they're gonna, how they're gonna respond. Are they gonna respond? Are they, are they gonna say, oh, how do you do it? How, like, you know, or are they just not going to? Are they, are they gonna say the wrong thing and it's gonna totally devalidate um, everything that's going on? I don't, I don't yeah. know. Um, it's a it's a very difficult um invalidate I should say invalidate kind of what um uh, what we've gone through. Yeah. And that's that's why you know, again while we're sitting here having this conversation is because you know, for yeah for years is that you know, um I felt like there was no, I had no, no one to kind of talk about it. And I was like, and I, and now I've got to a point where like, no, I mustn't, I mustn't, like, I've got to use that and I need to kind of, that's kind of a bit of a purpose I have is like, you know, getting these conversations that we're having out there for other dads to hear, to be like, okay, like I can maybe have, conversations in the waiting room when there's another dad and turn and say, Hey man, how you doing? I'm I'm yeah. I'm Steve, how you doing? Like, you know, haven't seen you haven't seen you around, man. Like you live around here? Like that that conversation I think can be so important. You know? Um yeah. and yeah. it's it's getting it's getting I feel it's kinda of getting better, but it's still there's a it's a, it's got a long way to go. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because when you go, when you, like when you go, if you go to the hospital, or you go to a uh, like wherever you go, if it's like an appointment or something, and you go in, what is the ratio of um, dads? Would you say what's the what's the percentage of dads in there? If I went to a doctor's appointment, kind of yeah. like if like within that realm, yeah. Yeah, it's probably like one out of every five, maybe less. The last time, I, the actually, 
think the last three times I've gone, it's only been mom. So it's probably even less than that. Even less, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that, no. Yeah, it's probably way less. It's probably like one in 10. Mm -hmm. Um, I know some of that's like a product of like just availability. Um, yeah, so I think that, that that does actually definitely play a part in it. So like uh, we had the one we had planned on it in general, uh, but my wife stayed home with our children, which was a, a great blessing. And I know it's not the case for most people, but what it allowed was like, and especially the number of appointments that you end up having to go through, oh. especially in those early years was yeah. insane. I don't even know how we could, like, you can't have a job and be dealing with the early life of, um, um, like the early stages. I mean, almost period, right? There's times it's, where it's almost it's, impossible, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you're like, how do you, like, I remember I was listening actually to Effie's podcast and she was talking about, she did a little episode about like trying to get her son forward into camp. And she, she said something that was like, Oh shit. She's like, how do, how do other families, how do families afford to even pay for the things that like you'd want to be able to do mm -hmm. outside of like, you know, could she get a job like and then what is she going to pay $30 an hour to a nanny to watch? I, I was so just I was like, listening to this. I think you had you shared it on your uh, Instagram and I was just listening to this before we started. I was, and just, I was just, I was just like, like holy yeah. shit. Like this is like I, it's like things that you're like, yeah, like really this is there's so much going on. You're like. Yeah, so I, I guess it's a lot of it tends to be availability, but um, I would say just emotional connection for dads is it's a weird um we we don't do it well or it's not trained well um it's not shown well in movies it's like it's very rare that you see a movie where the dad is just like the emotional support system for their chid, kids yeah um actually i uh, there is actually there's a movie and i and i i think i've mentioned this on um uh on the show once before there's a movie called i think it's called my time and um, it's actually, it's about a guy who the roles are reversed. Um, I'm going to quickly uh, try and find this. Um, and I, I recommend this because it's actually, it's a comedy. Yeah. Um, and um, let me just uh, do a quick search while, you, while you're here. It's called Mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine. But I think that that plays into the fact that, like, it's it's a rarity, right? Like, the fact that you see me one movie... Me time, me time. Me time. Um, Kevin Hart. Oh gosh. Mark Wahlberg. Oh. Um, and I, I, I actually, I think I want to watch the show again because this movie again. An hour. Is that one the the one where he becomes a he he starts a daycare? No, uh, right? No, no, no. No, that's a different no, movie. A different I know. One, it, yeah. Yeah. Um. But me time. Me time. Um. And it kind of. It, it actually, uh, it's great, fantastic film. Didn't think it was going to be anything like it, uh, but it, it, that the role, re the kind of it just switches it, but it makes it seem so normal. Um, and it's, but it it's got a comedy's tacked in there, and and it's it's just great. Like I, I yeah. if you want to have a laugh, and I, and I, yesterday I, um, I needed a laugh, and um, I jumped onto. Uh, YouTube and I, I think it actually helped me kind of pull me out of my that kind of 
yeah, fun. Those two days of kind of just, well, I'm going to say it, be feeling sorry for myself and just being able to, unable to kind of pull myself out of the, you know, the, the, the trash can. Um, yeah. So do, just, you, do let me ask you this. Do you have things that you do or you, you regularly note when you, when you need to pull yourself out that's that you question. like, that you go into? I think um, I think because it hasn't happened for a while um, is that I I don't know I don't quite know how to answer that question um, I think I it's been a while since I have felt that way okay yeah and just been like a body it's almost like just a body and not actually a, a soul kind of a, a proper soul kind of in the body you know yeah um but it took me to sit down and i jumped into youtube and i don't know why i did this i because uh, i never do this i never do this almost never do this at work and i just jumped into youtube on my ipad and i put like for some, um, like Jamie loves watching carpool karaoke, and there was an episode, a new one, just come out like twelve hours previous, um, and it was the final carpool karaoke with Adele. Adele, oh yeah, you know. <laughs> and I was, I sat there for about fifteen minutes, and I just giggled away. Yeah. And I was like, and I, doing that, I I just felt like that's kind of what I that enabled me to move through and then i i was like okay i need to do this more i need to do this when i get home so i i uh finished my my work and i got home and on the way home i was i um uh, i don't know if you're familiar with a woman called dame edna everidge um some people who are listening may may not australians will know this and the british will know this um she was um she's a right laugh anyway she died actually a couple of days ago and i didn't know and I, um, she's just funny, the funniest woman. And I sat there last night when I got home and I, I played an episode of her. Um, yeah. And again, I was just like, this is just great. And I'm sitting there kind of on my, with my phone on the, on the, on the dinner table and, um, you know, kind of just watching it and just, just laughing, just like, yeah. just laughing and just like, oh, this is what I need, to, this is what I needed to do. Like, this is my kind yeah. of release of just, you know, the, just to fucking be, be human and and you know, um, yeah. And it, I think and it's it's kind of helped. Mm. I think it's funny because it's like we we do these things. There's there's times where I feel like we need to pour into whatever the emotional trauma we're dealing with, right? Mm. Like there's there's some stuff that like I I know I need to work at. Mm. Um, there's still stuff that like I know I haven't released fully, and uh, <clears throat> you know those are those are hard conversations to have with even yourself so it's like yeah. those i think those are the ones that like those are the, the insomnia night conversations that run in your head and overwhelm you um but what i found is like for me and and i didn't realize i was doing it like growing up and now looking back now as an adult where i can like process out um so i don't i play video games but like i don't like i it's like a time consumed that like i don't have 
-hmm. But when I need to fully, like when my, when I'm just cooked, all of a sudden I'll stop playing and I'll realize I've just been playing for like three hours and I'm like, oh, like I'm now well aware of it. So like when it happens, I'm not, I don't, I'm not aware that I'm doing it. And then like midway through, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is my body was needing this. I I needed this mental checkout. Right. Um, Okay. So like I I'll like I only notice it after I start doing it. Like I'm not I, I'm not smart enough to be like I need to go play video games. <laughs> like <laughs> like my body's like yo, we're done, we're I done. It... <laughs> we, we've had enough. Thank you. Please exit the building. I think yeah. there's a is actually something to be said about playing video games. I don't, I don't play them, um, and I I know that a lot of a lot of dads do. Right, and I think that there is there is a form of um, because you're focusing onto the game. Yeah, that's so all your focus is on that game. Like it's not yeah. on all the stuff that's going on in your world. Um, work takes a backseat. Yeah, um, life takes a backseat, and all it is is that game. Yeah, and and I think that is. If there's one good thing that comes about playing games, it's that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and there's I there's a lot I of bad, that. but that's the one yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and I, my son, like my youngest, Joshua, he 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 has a, um, uh, like a PlayStation, and he he gets into a zone of playing um, his dinosaur game. Yeah. Um, and he really gets in the zone. Um, and I, th- I kind of think that um, my my initial reaction is is to be like you know, like turn it off. You've been playing too long and and all that kind of stuff. But I think there is there is I I, I have to kind of balance it up and be like okay maybe actually like this is actually good for him. This is actually because he he has his world of you know um, he finds. School's school's tricky for him. It's hard. Yep. There's all these other challenges that go on in his world, and he's got Jamie as his brother, who sometimes drives him up the fucking wall. And for him to sit down and connect. play a dinosaur game, it's just him. And he does say it to me actually these days. He says, "You know, I just want to be on my own. I just want to. Can I? Like, I just, I just want to be me. Just, can I just be with me? I don't want anyone yeah. else." I was like, well, that's a bit tricky when we live in, in an apartment, mate. Like, um, yeah. and this is the lounge. It's the biggest room in the whole house. And you want us to bugger off down the other end. Like, that ain't going to happen. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So games, maybe actually they are a form of, um, you know, mindfulness. And, and uh, more not mindfulness, but like just maybe it is um, of just allowing ourselves to be kind to ourselves. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, that's why I asked, like, it's like that because I became aware of that. It's like I often tell tell people like you you need to be selfish at times. Um, Mm. I think that's one of the things that like I wasn't aware of in the early phases. And I think that was the most dangerous thing that I had. Mm. Um, I wasn't selfish um, and it caused more trauma within me and within our family than was necessary and because of that so it's like you're like oh like i don't want to be selfish like i can't do that and so then it's like it just creates so many other like 
rooted problems that like probably go deeper than just those so, so that selfish moment might have been like a a little argument or you know a missed moment but like some of the like the trauma that comes out of like burying self is mm -hmm. like probably a lot more severe than it needs to be yeah well said oh. well said how um how do you take time to be the best dad you can be for your for your three kids and and more importantly um yeah i'm just logan sorry i just his name is no, no, banished no, no. out of my head no 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 <laughs> sorry man no. so to, um, to be the best dad for logan because he does require i guess more attention and yeah. more of you so yeah. how do you yeah so what do you do? like i try to i try to be a little bit more aware of like um how i am around them um i think i think the thing i struggle with is like my impatience and so that was something that because i wasn't taking time for myself mm. um my impatience grew i'm like and for, for me, that's like wildly crazy because I like the one gifting I probably have had my own entire life was patience with people. And oh, so to be like the least patient with the three little nuggets that like mean the most to me, you're like, <laughs> oh, this is, this is a weird dichotomy. Um, so now it's it tends to be um, at night. I, I I'm a quiet person. So like just like and i i i always feel bad for my wife because it's like i just check out like my like i can i can be in a room with somebody and like i don't need to communicate with you i can feel what you're feeling and like that's enough for me um and so checking out mentally is like where where i get into my like okay i'm i, I this is my mental check-in and my mental health mm. um and now in the past five years i joined a an old man's church uh slow pitch softball league like right. i'm doing things outside of the family and that's where i like okay really benefited and like being happy with me helps me to be a better me at home um i was miserable uh like probably a miserable person to be around um for a long time because of you know just internally bottling things um just just not patient, just not, mm. you know, not who I want to be. Maybe I was good mm. enough for like people might have looked at it and been like, oh, you were cool. Like you were fine. But like, yeah, not who I wanted to be. Um, and so I think do finding those moments outside of our 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 unit um, has been helpful. Um, and then so the, one of the reasons I asked you about your your childhood and lifelong friends mm. um, was my core group of guys um, growing up. Like I kind of lost touch with them for a long time, mainly because I'm an introvert and like I can self-sustain. So like I could, you know, I could just go on life with just like very few people. Mm. Um, but I uh, like I think it was uh, two years ago now. I want to say it was like two years ago i was like like just depressed like i hated who i was i hated who i was being with my family um you know it was pretty i, I was in a pretty dark space and i'd never once had ever told my friends like 
the emotional trauma I'd ever been in. Like, like my mom committed suicide when I was 12 and my best friend, the way they found out or well, the way I thought they found out, I was like July of um, 96. So if she passes in July, I go through all of the summer and don't tell a single soul. I go to school and act like nothing ever happened. And then like something was go something was up. And so like the next like two days later, I called my best friend and I was like, Hey, uh, Rick, um, I just wanted to let you know my mom died. And he was like, Yeah, I know, man. And I was like, All right, I gotta go. And I like that was the end of it. it so like yeah. So like I never communicated anything with them. Like it wasn't like I had like these deep bonded connections because it's like I kept my shit together. Um I was I think it's like my whole life I've been like everybody else's emotional support. So it's like you just kind of go, all right, well, whatever. Um, and then two years ago, I just was like broken, man. I just lost like and so I messaged all of them in a massive in a good group chat like this crazy right. ass thing, like just like letting out like 20 years of hurt. What, what made and you do like, that? What, what made you kind of. Like you just typed it up, I guess. You just typed up something. Yeah, yeah. What? I was. Mm -hmm. I think it was because I knew how how depressed I was. Like, right. I I like I, from the time I was twelve to eighteen, the only thing, the only reason I'm alive, is because I had siblings. Like, mm -hmm. my empath. Like, all I could think is like, if I left, like how they would feel. So I I felt right. their emotional hurt over the ideas of what I wanted to do in my own life. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I had grown up depressed and, like, two years ago, I was like, oh, shit, like, this is not a good space for me. Like, I'm just not mm. healthy. And uh, I think it was, like, me needing to release some, like, really darkness into, like, people who I knew would be safe to do it to. Yeah. Like, I, I, I wasn't going to just pour my heart out like that to anybody. And those guys, they've known me my whole life. So... I was like, if I'm not safe with them, there's like, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, so I messaged them and like their response was was amazing. So um, kind of really helped me to like therapeutically realize that I need people. I need people more than I realize I do. Mm. Uh, and so when I asked you, it was like, I think that's the thing I, I, I always lean on to. It's like, even as someone who doesn't share, um, like I know, like oh, like it's it's important. It's a it's an aspect of our 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 journey that is undermined under uh, undermined. It's a uh, undervalued. Undervalued, yeah. And so, man, thank you for thank you for sharing that, mate. And I I appreciate that it's you know something to because again, you probably don't go just you know meeting someone in the streets about, hey, dude, you know, like two years ago, like I really was struggling and like, you know, I was hitting rock bottom with my depression and stuff. Like, it's probably not a conversation you have with like, like just everyone. So I, yeah, I really, really for sure. thank you for being honest and, and open about it because I think that there, there are people like that and, and it's, it's, it's that shit's real. <laughs> that no. shit is extremely real. And you know, the I, I I'm a I I'm a bit of an advocate for 
you know this kind of ties in with kind of mental health which i'm sure that you are um uh on board with as well as like you know how to um kind of accessing help and moving through it so it for you kind of after sending that those messages out like what was like was there any kind of key advice that someone kind of said to you hey dude you know go and you know go and see a counselor or go and do this was was there anything like that Did someone kind of give you any kind of guidance there no no nothing like that i think it was just like them letting me me know that they would they would they, they would be there for me mm. um i think that was and for me that's that's enough like mm. the the feeling of alone like we've talked about at the beginning yeah. alone is that is a horrible horrible state to feel um yeah. and you know along the path of like getting into advocacy um you know it's 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 those groups that like end up making me feel the most uh it's not it, it's just like it 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 sustains me i guess mm -hmm. it's it's a good sustenance of like all right like i pour into that and it and it feeds me my soul yeah um, so it kind of gives you it fills up the cup it yeah, gives you kind yeah. Of the, the power so to, it, to kind of tackle the things that we're more challenging it's a dual uh a dual uh benefit right it's like there's this selfishness of like doing it where it's like you know there's going to be benefit for yourself but like for me it's like i love i love the aspect of like shared community mm -hmm. um so like i i do really love the the people i've met like you know walks of life that like I've ne he, he never would have crossed paths like you like there's yeah. no way we would have ever crossed paths yeah. um yeah. and there's friendships that i've made that i'm like i could foresee them being like the most real and meaningful friendships that i've ever had and mm. it's it's solely because of uh, advocacy um yeah. so it's, and it's, it's often not on our doorstep is it this is this is the kind of is we've of you kind of have to kind of go you've had to kind of go looking for it haven't you you've had to kind of like it's not tapping on your door on a sunday morning going hey hi chris like how you doing i'm a dad across the road i've got a special needs kid like yeah you know uh, or and how you doing how's your life no no it's 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 really different and yeah. you know um and so it's and that's that's the dad that's the dad thing is, we, is that we have to kind of be in that have to get ourselves into that good headspace to be like okay i can put myself out there i can you know or if i can't put myself out there if someone comes to me i need i, I want to be able to kind of be in a good space to be like yeah I like maybe this maybe i can talk to this person maybe i can find some kind of connection with them allowing it instead of pushing yeah. it away and i think i pushed away so many people for 11 years i think i pushed away fucking like so many people who i just i, I thought they just don't they're just not gonna fucking get it they're just not gonna get yeah. me and i and i and i just would you know well it's, it's easier and safer for you right yeah it is 
and I just written it, written them off, you know, and I'd, you know, um, and I, it's, and it's just that, you know, but I'm just, that's where I was now. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm like, I want to have those conversations and I see, I see dads who are, you know, really the elementary stages of a diagnosis. And I oh. see a lot of, like, you know, I, I see it. I see these guys who, um, I know a, a dad who, you know, I don't know if he's struggling or not. He just, you know, is he hiding it really well or is he just dealing with his shit really well? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that's like the, one of the hard things to watch because it's like, uh, it's it's knowing the experience you went through right like it's mm. like you 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 being on the far end of it like even i mean there's no far end right we're, we're forever in a, a cycle of, <laughs> of dealing with it um i think it's like a never-ending processing um but like those beginning those are the early stages um i was just recently in contact with a mom and you know um the diagnosis is it's been a hard pill to swallow for the dad and mm. like not willing to fully accept it. And it, I think it's hard. I, I know, no, I don't think it, I know it's hard. It's hard mm. to give up on, you know, we talked about the, the Holland, you know, yeah. Yep. About Holland. It's hard to give up on that initial dream. Um, I remember talking to it. So, uh, one of the dads I got in contact with, it was before his son was being born and he had gotten the diagnosis of Noonan syndrome. And he said, he was like, you know, I've always dreamt of having a son. I like play catch with and football and do all these things. And I said, the interesting about the interesting about interesting thing about having Logan was that I realized my dreams are not my child's dreams of like in all of our kids. So yeah, Lily, yeah. Logan and Liberty, our dreams aren't, aren't theirs. And that's, I think, I think we benefit from accepting it sooner because like Logan, it was just like, I had all these like visions of what his life would be mm. and they're not his and they weren't ever going to be his. And like, I just had to accept it sooner than most parents have to accept it. Mm. Right. Like a lot of, I feel like most teen years are, are dealt with like the dichotomy of like, you've, you've created this child's in your image up until this point, because you had control over them. And then mm. all of a sudden at that teen years, it's like, you're like, what the hell, man? Like, you just like, don't care about any of the things that I wanted you to care about. <laughs> it's just like, you just want to play video games all day. Like, yeah 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 that's not one how i raised you <laughs> this is not what i was i was not aiming for this um yeah. but i like so i told this dad i said like your son is your son like logan is the same logan that he was before he was diagnosed with Noonan syndrome mm. and he's the same logan after it like nothing changed except like that term mm. he is who he is and like i love him endlessly regardlessly of anything else so I like my big, biggest advice to these parents is like, it's different. It sucks. It's like, I, there's no downplaying it. I, I, I wish he didn't have to deal with the shit he's had to deal with. And like the challenges he's going to continue to be facing. Mm. 
but not but like it, it is what it is so kind of like sometimes mm. it's like i love him he he is who he is and that i'm all that's gonna be is that i love him and you know i'll do my best to give him a world that understands him well right mm. like um, I don't know if you've ever dealt with this where it's like you just I'm just so fucking fed up with people's idea of what a syndrome is or a condition mm -hmm. is. It's mm -hmm. it's just like fucking like they're just a kid. Like just love them for who they are. Like yeah. the rest of it is all bullshit anyway. So Yeah, that's right. No, I, I agree. I, I, I'm with you on that, hundred percent. And it it's easy to say though, isn't it? It's easy to say. And the hardest yeah. fucking thing is to like is to Live actually it. do the fucking work and be like, okay, like, I need to really start the process, if it hasn't been started, to accept where I am and how I am because this is what I've got. Yeah. And you love it. Yeah. But you don't like where you are. The well, shit we have to fucking accept this and this is yeah. and that is the that is the hardest thing for um mums and dads um yeah. I, and and dads we can have that we, we we're having a conversation because we're dads so we can yeah. talk about that we don't mums are um deal with it in, in different ways and and unique yeah. and um but it's like Dads are a massive part of role of raising, of raising any child, yeah. and I feel that it's even more, even more important when we got to, when a child needs more help because it cannot be all on the mum. Yeah, yeah, it's because not. There's. Can you imagine that? Like, can you imagine? And it's that happens. Oh, oh God! It's like, the, it's like the saddest thing for me. Like, to watch like these moms especially like a mom struggling and like yeah. you're just like oh it breaks my heart like what like what is happening yeah and it's um, and it, and a lot of the time not all the time and i mean you know i don't have any research on this but it's the you know i i just get feeling that dads are just you know they're like fuck like you know i <laughs> what is this like like and and it can just be really hard for them, and then yeah. they just they're they're like I'm, you know, I'm out. They find ways of escaping it, and that can turn into it can look very different for um, for different for different dads along the way. But yeah. fucking hell, like it's I think uh, you know. I think what like when what you, what you were saying with like the acceptance of it, I think the heart, the one of the things I think about a lot is like it's the the immediate acceptances for me was like really hard, like it like, but like once I was like, all right, that's I I felt like it's like that first one, you know, like all right, I've accepted it, we're good, yeah. yeah. But like what you don't realize, it's like it's it's a it's like a monthly, a sometimes journey, weekly, right? daily process where you're yeah. like. There's little things that you all of a sudden have to accept that you didn't know you did. Like you're yeah, like, oh, sh yep. well, like now I got to figure out how to be okay with this new thing. Yeah. Um, Logan recently, uh, so we we go to oncology, oncology and hematology and all the we we go to all our specialists pretty regularly. Um, but we were at um, his geneticist, 
uh, was it the Genesis? I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, and they kind of like flippantly said like, yeah, oh yeah, he'll probably be somewhere in like the four eight range. What is, the, what, what, is, what is that? Sorry. What four is feet, eight inch. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Four feet, eight inches. Sorry. Uh, metric. That's <laughs> okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta put my hand up on this because I don't know what that is. So. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. What are we talking about? What is, what is this lingo you're throwing out here? Yeah. yeah, hold on. Four feet, eight inches, and metric. Yeah, so 1.42 meters. Right. So, okay. like, and like he's going to be we always knew he was going to be on the shorter side yeah right. um like within noonan syndrome it's like we were thinking like five two five three maybe five four and like it's a it's such a stupid thing to like be worrying about but like it's it's something he's gonna have to deal with and like this mm. would this is like the current new thing for me it's like like i know how hard it is just to be a shorter male in society in general and then you're talking he's going to be like under five foot and you're like like that that that's one that like i i'm i'm that's a real that's a real kind of thing for you at the moment to kind of and i think that's great i'm I'm glad you said that because i think that's kind of it it it's uh you're talking about a point where like while the acceptance of your journey you know you've got the original acceptance of noonan syndrome but the the journey of the evolving and the diversity that that's placed in front of you is that you're having to be like okay like this is what it looks like yeah and i need to kind of i need to just i need to find a way to allow myself to mentally accept it and that can take yeah. that can take a day they can take months, yeah, and years, yeah. And I think, and it's, and I, and I, uh, there's no magic cure. Oh um, God, for no. this because, it, and I wish there was. <laughs> I wish there was because it's just like that's what it is. And I don't, I yeah. don't know if it's, I don't know if it's um, the same for mums and dads with that. I don't know. I don't know whether. Um, it looks the. I guess it's just. Yeah. I I don't think there's any difference between how. I don't think so. Yeah, because it's you. You both just what whatever it is. It's like you're trying to accept a a new reality. Mm, um, yeah. And sometimes it's like the same exact. Like you're fine with it one year, and then the next year, all of a sudden, you're worried about it again. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah it comes back. <laughs> I thought we dealt with this last. I thought year. we saw this out the other. <laughs> well, come on. Can we figure this out? Are we okay with this? Uh, okay. Um, I got a couple of last questions for you. Yeah. Um, what is um, uh, music? Actually, uh, we'll talk about music first. Um, music. I have a playlist for dads that I put a couple of songs on that the dads like. Yeah. Um, what does music look like for you in your house? Does it play a play a role for you or for the family? Yeah, so I'm like uh I love music. Um I grew up with like records playing at home, but like we never at home 
at, like with our kids we like almost had never had it like regularly playing mm. um until this last year i was like i'm sick of that and so i got a bunch of like alexa dots that are around the house <laughs> Fantastic. So, okay so so now it's like it plays a lot of my uh my music which my wife uh she she rags me because it's like a, a very like uh, emotionally charged music it's like deep thought music so she's like all right can we chill out on the <laughs> can, we, can we take a break on the deep the deep music yeah so yeah. what is it what is the song can you give us a, a like a song that we're going to put on to um, a couple of songs so what's the first one we're going to put onto the playlist oh man all right so um all right jacob banks is let's see I'll, I'll i'll find i'll find my one of i've got my uh oh, my, i call it my common playlist <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. um I've just jacob to... banks is one of my favorite um artists he's just like very, very his mu music is beautiful um mm -hmm. let's but of course i'll never think of a song name right it's like born, born in nigeria based in london okay interesting. Uh, yeah yeah okay oh, i'm just um, i always uh, i find this interesting because when i um ask dads is i always end up uh getting uh, expanding my horizons i'm like okay i haven't heard of these guys before this is good yeah so uh, chain smoking uh, and unholy war by him are like okay let's Here we go. This is yeah. this is chain smoking. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm liking the sound of this. Oh yeah. Oh, that, that sounds good. I like that one. All right, yeah. we're gonna slap that one onto the um, playlist right now. That's gonna go on. And um, then the other one is. All right. Uh, Unholy War by him is also one of my my favorites. All right, here we go. Oh, this is another. One. I like this one. Wow, mate, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. I'm actually gonna be having listened to his songs because I yeah, do. I, I do. I do like that. Uh, his 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 um, his vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, that he's he's one of those guys. I, I'll literally just put on just his music and just I'll just sit or drive and like it just playing in the background. Especially when I'm working, it's um, it's it's just like ah, oh, such a good 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 artist the yeah. the last one i'll give you is yeah. i'm not even i'm gonna have to send you so <laughs> i've got this weird thing with uh icelandic music <laughs> i don't speak i don't speak the language right um it's actually because like there's a kaleo is like a he he's like a more modernized american he's got like american songs but right. one of his icelandic songs is like i've i've looked up the lyrics and it's like incredible but it's i don't know what they're saying you don't know what they're saying but it's like oh, okay. i always tell people music has this like 
music is different. Like music mm. has a way of speaking to people with without you knowing what's being said. And like I knew what it was saying. And then I read the words and I was like, oh yeah, that I was right. I, I knew where we were at. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I, I called this one. So I'm gonna text you the the okay. the, the title of it because <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to say it. <laughs> not be able to say it. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. Okay. Uh, it's Vor I Veliga Kols. You know what? I'm gonna give up on that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna. So the the name of the song is K A L E O. Is that correct? The band Kaleo is the Kaleo, band. So, okay. Kaleo is the name of the band. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The song is Vor El Velasquez. Uh, all right. Um, should we? Let's um. Here we go. Let's just see if. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We go. Oh, this is I'm I'm looking at this too. Sounds good, man. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. So all right. Those those are a couple of my it's gonna go on the playlist straight away. Here it is. Okay. I'm gonna finish up with asking you um uh, one last question here. What are four words that sum up your life as dad to your three kids? Four, four words that best surmise my life as dad. Yeah. Um, fulfilling. Um, love. Painful, and. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. And if there's one piece of advice that you could whisper in your ear back in, you know, perhaps back um, 10 years ago when Logan came on the scene or at a point in your life where you know, kind of, you know, maybe someone if someone had kind of told you something, if you had told yourself something and you would listen to it, what would, what would that be? What would that advice be? So I, I, I actually sent this to someone recently and it was, uh, I'm probably not going to remember the quote exactly. So I had something, when you texted this, it was, I had something completely different in mind. Um, <laughs> and um, this one has been ruminating in my head ever since I sent it to them. And it was um, in our darkest moments when when we when we feel our lowest, um, we're not alone. There, there are constantly people in your life, whether they're verbally saying it or uh, physically present, it's you, you're not alone. You know, you, you might lack the awareness of it. And you often see that that the, that the truth is that you weren't by yourself in that journey. When you come out of it, it's like, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, like, there were those people. But, like, when you're in the midst of it, 
it's so despairing so let letting myself know that even in the darkness i'm i'm i have somebody by my side i might not even know who it is but they're there awesome that's great i love it hey chris thanks for being open and honest and real about it and um i really appreciate it thank you for being sharing these these important parts in your in your journey in your life about everything and being really open about it I, I thank you for sharing that and and uh i appreciate it it's um not sometimes not the easiest thing is to share so i really appreciate it thanks man thanks for sharing it and to right. letting it out into the, into the the community that listen to us here um the the growing community thankfully it's a growing community um yeah thank you man no thank you it was a great pleasure and you know thank you for having this platform um it's i i truly is like one of those things where i i having brought in my my horizons of advocacy it's been one of the treasures of finding dads like you uh who are out there present and and allowing us to have a voice mm -hmm. um and to see each other right being seen is is huge so thank we you are here we are dads and we are not alone dad talking about life as dad to their child which has special needs extra needs disabilities how good was that well there are more dads out there like that and we need to hear them and they need to feel like they are not alone in this this is why i do this podcast so if you know a dad please share it with that dad or with the mum. As long as it gets into the hands of them, that's where it needs to be. All right. Thanks again for listening. I also am looking for dads to be on the podcast like this one. So if you are a dad or if you know someone, yeah, maybe they might want to share their journey as well. So please get in touch by either the Facebook pages on Instagram or on email. The email address is lifewithjamieandmore at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Take care. Be good to yourself. Look after yourself. Be kind. And we'll hear from you soon.